Hi everybody, Rob from the Hooked On podcast, How To Be Great here. Look, we enjoy doing what we do, for the love of it, it's wrestling, enjoy it, remember? But if you do feel like dropping us a few quid to help us out, be our guest. We don't expect it, but we will appreciate it. Thanks ever so much for your support. Don't forget, it's wrestling, enjoy it. everybody welcome back to the hooked on podcast where we talk about how to be great it's great to be with you it's great to be talking wrestling and it's moderately okay to be joined by my old mate showbiz paul benson how you doing paul i was doing quite fine until that uh until that slight came in until that besmirching until that shade was thrown as the youngsters would say now but besides that i'm really well thank you hello everybody welcome back like to the it. how to be great podcast I like your uh, I like your use of the word besmirching. Besmirching is one of those words that wrestling fans would never have heard in their entire <laughs> lives if it was not for William Regal and his campaign of saying that. The other one is uh, what did them um, Backman used to say? Backman had one where he used to say something about a travesty. Backman would talk about things being a travesty. And was, I always thought I heard that word for you know I never heard that word for years in, in the real world and for after. Uh, Bob Backlund said it, but I knew travesty when I was 11, because Bob Backlund taught me. I make it a personal policy to use the word uh, besmirching at least once a day. What I quite like about Reed, we're off topic already here, we're two minutes into the podcast and we're already off topic, but we could do a how to be great at talking like William Regal, but... um, I always loved about Regal was that he managed to get in words that they clearly didn't understand because they were American. So not just swearing, not just like saying wanker or something every now and again, which you wouldn't get away with here, but they could in America. But he would say like, I, re- I remember when they did the whole thing with um, with Trish. You remember when Trish was Vince's uh, sort of bit on the side, as it were, and they were pretending that it was Regal's uh, girlfriend. And he, he, I think he called her a buxom young wench with lovely yes. bristles. <laughs> like, like the American fans will know what the know the, the rhyming slang of Bristol City. <laughs> was, I thought it was a brilliant thing to do. He would do that all the time, Regal, just little Britishisms that no one would actually understand, or one-liners from the Carry On films, or Morecambe and Wise, or something like that. We'll do, we could do a How to Be How to Be William Regal episode one week, perhaps, and just talk about the great man. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. We are going to talk about how to be great at the opening bars of theme musics. We told you that on this show we were going to be specific, and that's pretty darn specific. We're going to be getting into the details of that later, what qualifies, what doesn't, how I view it, how Paul views it, how the people that have responded, you guys have responded in great numbers this week, actually. It's been fun to read all your opinions. So we're going to talk about that, assess that, and come up with our top five. That's how this podcast works. We will provide a top five list, which will then go to a public vote, and you will decide the winner of the topic. The first week we did this podcast, we talked about the best dropkick. We did a list of five, and that was eventually won on the public vote by Mr. Perfect. And then last week, we talked about the best ladder match performers. Now, I don't know who has won this vote. Paul is the one that looks after all of the administration around these parts. So, we came up with a five last week of the best ladder match performers. The vote was out there, and the vote was live up until the start of Raw on Monday the uh, 18th, I guess it was. Uh, And then that went uh, that stopped and Paul has assessed 
what the winners are. So if you'd like to give us a bit of a rundown of the five and tell us the winner of the best ladder match performer, the second entrant into the How To Be Great Hall of Fame, as it were. The Hall of Fame, wow. What a prestigious entry. No, we have got, a, we've got the votes in. We've got quite a lot of votes in this week, actually. Um, certainly more maybe nearly three times the amount of the first week we did this, which is great. Um, to, without further ado, the winner is Jeff Hardy. Okay, yeah. excellent. Jeff Hardy okay. with nearly 40% of the overall vote, actually. And he was, so just to run it down, so Jeff Hardy um, got 38%, Chris Jericho 23 Edge 23 Shawn Michaels 15 and the mathematic mathematicians behind you will mean that uh, will know that Shelton Benjamin got less than 2% of the vote that's really interesting what's really interesting there is that if you go back and listen to our podcast last week which of course you can do if this is your first listen to How To Be Great you can go back and listen to the uh, uh, the previous couple of episodes um, we took quite a lot of time about getting Jericho into the five didn't we you know, I think we had decided I think Jeff Hardy you did. Edge and Sean you, you did yeah. you, I, I said he was in there with a bullet for you no, okay, well, a bit that's true but what, I, what I'm saying is is that the two the three that we agreed on very readily were mm. Jeff Hardy Edge and Michaels wasn't yes. it I took a bit of time coming round to Jericho then I had to talk you round to Shelton yeah um, okay I've obviously been shown up for that one because Shelton's <laughs> only got a couple of percent but to be fair I wouldn't have voted for if I had to vote one time which is what our you know, listeners would have, were doing. You, you were asked to vote for one person, not for your top five. So, fair enough. I don't think Shelton would have been many people's first choices. So that, that's fair enough. But I am surprised how high Jericho is. I'm surprised he was as, as you know as equal to Edge and, and more than Sean. I, th- I think that's that's very interesting. It might just mean that there's a lot of Jericho fans out there. But uh, uh, I think it's really interesting. That's a, a slight, not an anomaly, but it's a, it's a slight surprise to me. Uh, but I'm not surprised at the winner. The first week I was a little bit surprised at Mr. Perfect winning. Uh, best drop kick, but absolutely this week I think Jeff Hardy. I think he's the number one. That's who I would have voted for. Um, so I think that's a deserved winner. Agreed. Um, y- yes, it, that he's a deserved winner, hundred percent. My vote would have and did go to Chris Jericho. Okay. I, I maintain that his his highs are higher, but certainly zero arguments with Jeff Hardy winning it. He'd have been he'd have been my two. So um, yeah, a good a good worthy winner. I think. I think Hardy had the thing across many categories, which was we talked about there being sort of three distinct ladder match categories, didn't we? The the one on one ladder match, the multi man money in the bank style match, and the tag team TLC sort of thing. And I think Jeff Hardy probably straddles all three the most. You know, I feel like I feel like he's been in a, certainly the individual ladder matches and the TLC. Certainly, I feel that I feel that I associate Hardy with more of that than I do uh, other people. And it might be to do with the fact that others have got. You know, you might think of Sean a bit more as as a Royal Rumble guy or a Hell in the Cell yeah, guy, maybe, or you might think maybe. of Jericho as a as a promo guy and a character guy and whatever. That, whereas Jeff Hardy, that's probably his thing, isn't it? Like the the ladder matches, like that's what you. If you say what do you associate with Jeff Hardy, I think people would say ladders. Whereas if you said what do you associate with Jericho, I don't think people would say ladders. It would be a long long way down the list because Jericho is so multifaceted and is you know as as earned his stripes in, in more areas do you see what I'm saying yeah, I think that's absolutely fair to say so uh, yeah all good now are any of those people going to come up in the conversation today are they going to come up in the conversation <laughs> so, are they going to make the five is another matter because today's conversation is about theme music it is about the opening bars of w- well I say WWE theme music absolutely anybody is eligible 
but in just trawling the world of themes, I have struggled to find any outside of WWE that are worth you know a long, long discussion. We'll, we'll bring it up as we go along. But it's essentially uh, theme music's in wrestling, and we're talking the opening bars, and we really do mean the first one second or two seconds, probably maximum. That doesn't sound very much, but count out in your head two seconds, and it's long enough for your ears to recognise something, for it to go into your brain and to elicit a response, almost before you've been able to say, oh my goodness, here comes Hakushi, or whoever it might be. That's probably not going to make the list. Um, but whoever it may be, it's your visceral... Uh, immediate response is acting before you've actually realised who it is that's coming. I think that's who we're talking about today. Yeah. That sort of thing. Before before we get onto that, get onto that as a specific topic, um, Paul, theme musics. Um, how do you feel about them in general? Are you an, an aficionado? Are you an enthusiast? Do you not notice them? You know, what's your feeling about them? I think anybody who is a rest, fan of modern wrestling has to be an aficionado, aficionado to some extent. They're such an important part of of the presentation. You know. There, there's a psychology behind a good theme that you should, you know, and we're going to talk about this later today. But within two seconds, or maybe that's been maybe that's been a little bit too onerous, but maybe within five seconds of that theme music, if it's a good, well-suited theme, you should know what sort of performer you're going to see come through that curtain. Whether that whether you know them or not, whether you know the exact performer, you should get a feel for who they are. It sets the stage. It sets. The, it's more than a first impression. It is. It is. Well, it's first impression, it's a last impression, it frames everything they do. So I think it's, you know, outside of the physicality of what these guys do in the ring or on the microphone, it is the most important part of wrestling. It is a, yeah, absolutely, it's, it's establishing who that person is. I always think you, it's worth, uh, I, I don't think companies do it quite enough, and I understand why you probably fall into the bubble, and perhaps we do similar when talking about things on here, assuming, it's assuming knowledge is what I'm saying. I always think of an example of that is um, when TNA brought in Rob Van Dam. Mm. I never really thought they explained to the audience who Rob Van Dam was. Now, granted, I'm sure most of them absolutely knew, but there would have been some people who have only ever watched TNA or have only been watching wrestling for a short period of time mm. where this guy Rob Van Dam showed up and some people would have gone, who's that? Now, admittedly, they couldn't have shown old clips because they wouldn't have had the rights to ECW and to WWE, sure. but they could have said, this guy has done this, 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 and this, and I really don't think they did that. I think they just went, oh my God, Rob Van Dam, and just assumed everyone would know. As another example to that, I've, uh, one of the recent episodes on the Bruce Pritchard podcast has been about Tito Santana, and I always felt when I was a kid, when I watched wrestling, to me, Tito Santana is essentially a jobber. Mm, yeah. just, you know, because when I was watching wrestling as a kid, he lost all the time and what they did they always went he's a former intercontinental champion and he's one of the best wrestlers but he lost every week as far as I could tell or he lost you know all the all these big matches and I think they could have had him win a few more bigger matches against people just to re-establish the fact that he was a bit of a star because to someone like me you know he was part of a little group of people like him and Greg Valentine and a few others that I just saw as old fellas that lost all the time now I'm being very harsh Tito Santana is, I now know is you know an all time great and you know some of his earlier stuff with you know people like Savage and indeed Valentine you know are absolutely fantastic but to a couple of little examples of mine in terms of um, introduction so back to the theme music thing I would look as a, a particularly bad example of a, of a theme music being uh, if you go back and watch WCW in the early years of Nitro which I've actually been doing quite a lot lately on the network can you recall Rey Mysterio's original music? Um, 
I yes, only because I know it was the same bloody theme music as Loch Ness had. Oh, was it really? Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was awful. It was like dun 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 yeah. wasn't it? And it not did not us. suit him at all. But it was the same not theme music as bloody giant haystacks used in WCW. Oh, I didn't even realise that. But what I do know is that I'm watching the Nitros all the way through. I've just got to the start of 1997, and pretty much every Nitro, at least one of, if not both. Ray Mysterio or Dean Malenko work, and I can't tell the difference in their theme music. Exactly. When, what, when it when it hits, I go, "Oh, it's Malenko," and then he comes out and goes, "Oh no, it's Ray Mysterio this time." I I can't identify the difference. In fact, I think generally speaking, I think WCW was very poor on theme music. Incredibly so. I think that you know there are notable you know exceptions. I you know I think the New World Order is a great American Males. American Males. Yeah, well, I think carry on all day. I'll stop now. I could go on literally all day with that. But yeah, you're dead right. Well, they there was a little there was a little section was now. I don't remember the name of the album, but they did an album, didn't they? In the sort of the early to mid '90s, and it's full of you know individual songs for individual wrestlers, and some of them are you know I think Sting and the Steiners were sort of passable. Mm. You know, they were still a bit cheesy, but they were sort of passable. Like Stings. Do you remember Stings? A man called Sting. Yeah, I remember. Was that? I don't think that was passable. It was sort of vaguely passable. Not great, but you know, okay. But some of them were just, as you say, American males, pretty dismal, and a few others that were, uh, you know, awful. Anyway, we're not really here to talk about bad theme music, but our point is very much that a good one, you know, sets the tone straight away. A bad one, you know, really can put that wrestler on the back foot from the uh, from the off. The next thing I think we need to talk about are ones that we would consider to be great theme musics, but they don't really fit our category of the opening couple of bars. So I will put across a couple to you. You might be, you might tell me otherwise. You might think that uh, I'm being completely unfair. But I would say that particularly good examples, modern ones, have been excellent theme musics, but to me don't fit our category today. I would say um, Nakamura would be one of those. Yeah, 100%. I, I would... I would say that Bray Wyatt is a great example of one of those. It's a slow burner. Listen, ten seconds in, it's fabulous. Yeah. But two seconds mm. in, you're sort of going, what's that? And actually, that's the kind of thing you should be doing for Bray. Because Bray should be giving you that sort of, what's that? Who are they? Especially the early days of the Wyatt family. It was all about mystique. And we're not necessarily talking about the entire presentation here. Because obviously, sometimes you've got the, you know, the we're here and the light going out and whatever. But I'm talking pretty much about the the theme itself really yeah i think those are examples where you'd go if you just say what is bray wyatt's theme like you go oh it's magnificent but if you were to say you know is it the first two seconds i don't think it is so do you see what i'm saying there are a couple of examples i would say that we we've had people say oh nakamura's is a great theme and it's like yeah it is it's one of the best of all time but it's really not a two second i think there's two criteria that need to put you on this list i think first of all it has to be instantly recognizable I, yep. you know, you, you know, you, with one bar or one note, you need to know who is coming out of that curtain specifically. And secondly, I think because you can with with that Bray one, you, I could play you one note of that Bray Wyatt theme music, and you know exactly who it was. Agreed. But what it doesn't do is elicit that Pavlovian response. And what it, what it really needs is you need to get on your feet and start cheering or booing without giving it a second thought, without literally without any thought. That theme needs to make you react instantly. And if it doesn't, it's not on this list. So you're right. Bray Wyatt is not part of that. Nakamura is not in that list. One of the greatest theme tunes of the modern age, Bobby Roode's glorious music, is not there. Agreed. Agreed. Because it's not... Even though it goes glorious, yeah, it's, it's still not got that same no, that oomph. visceral noise. Visceral, that's the word. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
And I would put another couple to it. I would say Sami Zayn. Uh, Takes a little yeah. bit of time to get going. Yeah. Um, and I would also go, going back a little bit, because one of the best reactions to a theme music being played I have ever seen happened in the ECW arena, not the ECW arena, in the Hammerstein Ballroom at ECW One Night Stand for the Sandman. Yeah. Obviously playing Meta- uh, is Metallica. That's right, yeah. yeah. Playing Metallica's Enter Sandman. But that is because that audience was just so attuned to him. They knew he was Dreamer's partner. They knew what they were waiting for. It is one of the greatest entrances of all time. It's such a shame that it's not on the network as the real theme. But I still don't think that song... That I love that record, by the way, but I still think it takes just a few seconds to get into the... Dun, 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 dun. It's just, there's that little Agreed. delay. So I think we've kind of set our stall out for... If we just when we put this five up, they're going to be, be people going. Oh, they've not included Nakamura, and it's like it's not greatest theme, it's greatest two seconds. And I think we've put that across to death, haven't we? Would you like to kick us off? Would you like to give a, give us one from? I think what, what, what we what we've fallen into here is I put my top five down. I think Paul would probably do similar, or at least a short list of his. We'll discuss it. We'll come up with a few, or at least a couple, I imagine, that we both agree on, and then we'll have a little fight uh, to the death at the end to see what, who uh, gets the how we get to populate the, the, the entire top five. But uh, So I assume you've got some written down. Is there one that you want to lead us off with? Perhaps it's not the best choice from your five, but it's the one that might lead the discussion. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with one that is hugely iconic. Um... From the old school, maybe not everyone's first choice of wrestler, but I'm going to start us off with the Ultimate Warrior. Okay. And okay. the reason I'm going to do that is because my, my criteria is maybe a little bit more honest than yours, but to me, the Ultimate, that literally that one note, if you played one note in that arena and then stopped that theme music, I think that provides enough energy for the backdrop for the rest of what's to come. I don't think there's many themes you can say. If you put, just went, if you just went, and then nothing. The, I think the energy would carry that entrance. See, I'm not quite so sure. I'm not quite so sure. And I take it back almost, perhaps this is unfair of me, but I take it back almost to one particular incident. I think some of these themes... Uh, now, if you know that the main event is, you know, let's say John Cena versus Randy Orton, have they ever done that as a main event? I'm not sure those two have ever wrestled. <laughs> but if they have, Cena or Orton, they should, I, I, they should I, try I, that one should day. ask again then, because I was like, hang on. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think they have. But if they ever get together, Cena and Orton, perhaps Promote since uh, WrestleMania 50, 56, um, then if you know that that's the match, and Cena's already in the ring, you are waiting for the I Hear Voices thing, right? So you, you know that's coming. I think one of the uh, the arts of a great theme is that when someone is in the middle of the ring doing a promo, let's say, or there's a match going on, and then someone's music hits and you're not expecting it, you know, what's the reaction then? It's a different reaction, because obviously it's a one of surprise, so that's part of the reaction, but it's also that initial pop of someone's music hitting builds to that surprise. And I would say, I know it's a bit of a mess about, I know it's not the greatest WrestleMania of all time, I certainly not the greatest main event of all time, but at WrestleMania 8... After Papa Shango has missed his cue and he, him and Sid are beating down Hogan, then that is the ultimate, ultimate warrior entrance to me when he comes running down to save Hogan. And I think that music goes dun 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 And I think it takes two seconds for the crowd to go, what's that? Who's, oh, oh, is that warrior? I think that's warrior. And it's like, I see, I think that one particular instance, the most important time it was ever used, I just don't think it, it has enough. 
certainly, certainly, I wouldn't disqualify it from our chat, but I think I, I think by the end of this, we will come up with five that are better than that. I think you might I'm be I right. Just, I disagree on that particular moment, by the way. I think that I've, I've, you know, I've noticed that obviously. But if there is a delay in the reaction, I suspect it's one of surprise. I suspect if you look at that tape and if you were to see the crowd, as soon as that note hits, you watch all those heads turn left towards the aisle. Yeah, but they, yeah, they do turn, but they don't go hey like they would like if they, if they recognised you know. For some, I'm trying to hold back on some, saying some of our yeah, more obvious yeah, sure. uh, examples, but there are a couple of examples. If, if that was a different noise, then they would have gone, oh my God, it's so-and-so. And I just think there's at least a second where they go, what's that? I just think it's so, you know, there's very few characters, certainly in the early, early years of WWE, that relied so heavily on the energy of the presentation, you know? Um, and that theme, it almost didn't stop once it started, you know, once that first bar started, we all know that the sizzle was far more important with the steak than him, as JR would say, and and that theme music was maybe the most important part because that theme music set that bar right up there, and it was almost as if his actions in the ring carried on that theme music playing even without it playing. If that makes any sense, I don't think. What I'm trying to say is, I don't know if there's anybody who wrestled in the style of their theme music in the history of wrestling quite like he did. No, that's a good point. But again, that comes back to the You're right. the entire You're presentation right, of the music. But, uh, what I'm saying is that it sets the tone. It that one bar is the music. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll accepted. Accepted. Yeah. And one for a one for a discussion point. I think we could probably place him in the fifth position. You know, leave the top four blank. Place him in the fifth, and then we can. Fine by me. You know, we'll, we'll find five to go above him. Um, I've just thought of another one actually, which is a really good example of one that. Uh, is one of the all-time great theme musics for the right person, but again, it's not the opening bars, and neither should it be. Um, the, the, the theme music I most associate, it varied a little bit over the years, but the theme music I most associate towards the end of his um, WWE run with Jake the Snake. Do you know the yeah, one? Yeah, the, the, the one that ultimately, when it gets to the better bars, it goes dun 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 dun. dun. But, yeah. but it doesn't start that way. It starts very slowly. Dun, 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 yeah. and it builds. That's what it should do, because that's Jake all over, isn't it? That was that whole subtle, sneaky, slithering character of his. Yes, but it shouldn't be the opening bars. I think that's just another another example I thought we can put into the uh, the sort of Wyatt category. It just it just came to me while I was thinking about WrestleMania eight there. I think. Fair enough. Um, right, I'll I'll offer one up then, um, and I'll say it as a. I'll talk about the surprise element of it, um, but I'm also going to talk about the lack of familiarity, and it shows that the the uh, the impact it still had. So when Warrior came back at WrestleMania 8, it was unexpected, but people knew Warrior and they knew his theme. There is a moment where someone debuted with a new piece of music that people had never seen before. I know where you're going And with that this. music absolutely sets the tone. Bad Blood, In Your House Bad Blood, 1997. That's, that's gotta be Kane! And the people in the audience would not have known that that was going to be Kane because they couldn't hear Vince doing that. They could have made an inference. It was an Undertaker match. They see Paul Bearer. There's been the big build-up. Although I think what's somewhat forgotten in this in that build-up, and it's a good, a really, really strong point, is that all of Paul Bearer's talk about Kane is coming, Kane is coming was broadly done in the summer. And then stopped. And then after SummerSlam, it sort of faded a little bit, not completely, but the really, really heavy push for Kane slightly faded away and it was almost when you'd forgotten it that's when he appeared because you'd gone on to Undertaker Sean and then you saw Kane but the opening bars that real deep organ music you know 
and it's only the first couple of bits. Of course, it's accompanied by the, the pyro and the lighting and whatever. But that little almost pre-music, you know, bit for Kane on the on the organ, I think is absolutely chilling. I th- I think you associate that kind of music with a, you know, a, like the Carmina Burano or something like that, you know, from the Old Spice advert or, you know, those sort of things from the Omen or those sort of horror music things you associate, don't you? That sort of biblical epic. That there was that the, 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 they were going the, that was the what they were going for with Undertaker Kane, so I think the very fact that the first time you ever heard Kane's music it gave you a reaction, and I still think to this day if that hit on Raw well not this week because there's no fans but um, once yeah. the fans are back I think if Kane's music hits even if you've had 23 years of the Kane character and he's had lots of different incarnations of his theme music I still think that that those bars would would make you go oh, it's Kane and I still think it works agreed. I, I would absolutely have him in the conversation. I'm not sure he'll make my top five. In fact, I'm certain he won't. But he's certainly a valid part of the chat. Okay, so you you would you would not have that above Warrior then, is what no, you're saying? No, I absolutely wouldn't. I don't even think that for a second. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this could be a fun ending. For this. We might need to find five that we agree on because I have a, I have a nasty feeling it could come down to uh, to those two. Okay, we've we've said Kane. Let's get to it because it's an elephant in the room. We, if we've done Kane, we might as well do his. Uh, uh, his family. Mm. So, uh, and is there anything like the gong? I mean, it's 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 changed over the years. It, it was very much a sort of soft gong to begin with. I don't think the you know original Undertaker, and even if you get into sort of Undertaker around WrestleMania nine or so, you know, it's not quite the same force of the gong. No, but it certainly does have the same. Uh, Impact. I'm saying WrestleMania 9 in particular because there's two or three elements in it where they use just the gong and not his music. You know, when he's coming back out again, it's just the gong. Yeah. And people know what that is. People have always known what it is. And I think it's interesting that it's generally stayed in The Undertaker's music, isn't it? It's. I'm not sure it was in. Someone will tell me it's not in every incarnation, but to me, I think of the you know, you know, the role in the song or the. Um, the one you've done it now, you've gone yeah. and made a big mistake. I can't remember what that's called, but to me, there's always a gong. Yeah. Um, well, however you however you do the takers' music, you still put the gong at the front, and I think that says everything. The fact that you can change someone's music this way and that way, remix it, edit it, completely change it, but the gong is always constant. It's interesting, mate. Right, well, I'll start. There's no way we can't have this on the list. I'll preface this by saying that has to be on the list. It has to be in the file. Yeah, agreed. But I would say the reaction that elicits, certainly nowadays, is maybe slightly different to the what you know. Maybe I'm bending my own rule already because that when that bong hits, I don't necessarily think the reaction is yes. I think it's more reverence. If that but makes that's sense. Okay. It's, that's it's, a, it's a, that's totally, a huge reaction. It's a totally valid response. It's just a response in yeah. a very different way to what you'd expect most characters who are big faces and huge stars to elicit. And I think that you know, that's all credit to The Undertaker and, and how he's carved out a niche of his very own within WWE mm. law. Um but I just thought it'd be interesting to know that it is a different reaction. Um, not as visceral as you put it as some of the others will talk about but no less valid and absolutely on the I think that's the first one we mentioned that there's no debate it goes in the five no I don't think there is and I, I, I thought about this earlier on and I, I forgot to say it but I want to say it now which is to, to equate it to the music world you know in terms of actual songs where you, if you heard the opening you know bar or two I think you know if you if you're 
a particular fan of that brand of music, then it would help. But you know, when you hear the, the opening chord of a hard day's night, that is one chord, and that is all you need to hear, and you know what it is. And it's like some of these things, it's going to be a little bit more. It's going to be five or six notes, or slightly more, into that first couple of seconds. This is one, bong. And that's all. I'm not talking the first couple of bits of it getting into his music. I am talking literally the bong or the gong, call it what you will. And I just think everybody knows what that is. But I think it worked early on as well. You know, it's not. You know, you're, you're you would you would rightly, if you're trying to question this, say, well, is it the man that they're, you know, they associate the music with the man? Therefore, it could be a pig squeaking. You know, and it's still because it's Undertaker. I think we have we have we mentioned Shawn Michaels yet? No, I think this haven't. might be a good time to mention Shawn Michaels. And I would say that I'd, I have never thought Shawn Michaels' theme is a good theme. It suited him a, a little bit when he was a mid-carder with Sensational Sherry. I know he had, a, you know, uh, it's changed because he then, you know, sung some, some of it differently. But um, I just think once he stopped being that heartbreak, like once he got to the DX era, at, at the very least, I don't think it should have ever gone back to the Heartbreak Kid music for me. I think they could have come up with something new. But because Sean is one of the greatest of all time and is you know inextricably linked with that music, then they've stuck with it over the years. But you know when he was coming out as a you know 46 year old man to wrestle Cena and Undertaker to his you know I think I'm cute I know I'm sexy that wasn't his character anymore. No. You know he had stopped being that Heartbreak Kid character. They still called him HBK and it still fit the the billing. So I don't think the music, you know, it, I don't think it's a good theme music anyway. I don't think you would like that music if it was, say, for, you know, for the heartthrobs or, 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 you know, for all the American males, as you mentioned earlier on. Um, I just think people would go, that's a bad theme music. But because Sean is good, the theme music gets over. And now I don't think that's the same for The Undertaker. I think part of the reaction for the gong is because Undertaker is good and Undertaker is revered, as you rightly say. But I think if you go right back to the very start of Undertaker... You know, Survivor Series 1990, but the early days as well, before he was a megastar, I still think that gong had that. Oh, what's this? I think if you if you started from scratch, I still think that gong makes you go, wow, that's a feeling. Yeah, I think you're bang on. I think you're. I, I, I'm just listening to your Shawn Michaels discussion there, and I, I'd never really considered it before, but I agree with it all. I absolutely agree with it. I think um, the, sometimes the theme makes the man, and sometimes the man makes the theme. And I think in this case, yeah, that's a great. I, point. I think this uh, in this case, Michaels makes the, his his sheer greatness makes that theme. Uh, maybe, maybe we should have a little look at a few more of those. I've got a little list of those sort of ones where actually they're not they're not necessarily the ones where the man makes the theme um, rather than the other way around. They're still great themes. It's more more great themes, but also not necessarily having the uh, the opening couple of bars and for example I'll, I'll, I'll start with one that was there uh, that was certainly suggested I saw on our social media thank you to everyone that uh, sent us messages on Twitter Facebook etc by the way we had a good response this week and uh, what you have said is, is patterned uh, the way we're going about things um, but one of them in particular I mentioned because it, it resonated with me because of you and you having dressed up as this character is someone said about the boss man yep and it's, I, I think the Boss Man's is a great theme. You know, it's iconic maybe because we remember it from when we were younger and it's a bit sing-alongy. But I do like the opening bar of the, the the Boss Man's. You know, that sort of that sort of long guitar chord that starts it. But I don't think it's you know super iconic. I think it's one that would be in the top thirty or forty, but not the top five. Do you see what yeah, I'm saying? I, th- I think it's a I think it's a fun one but not necessarily an oh my god it's the boss man sort of one and it also leads me to say that does this mean 
that the top five is going to just by default end up being top guys because we're thinking about the reaction of you know tens of thousands of people reacting to the music does it mean therefore that you know just incredible is never going to be you know even if he had the greatest music of all time is not going to reach that list because he's never as a person reached that list i don't know why i picked on him i like just incredible but uh, you know he just one that came to my mind for the uh, you know the uncle cracker theme of the uh, early 2000s yeah, but yeah. um um, is, is that fair? Are we only going to be think it working is. with top guys here? I think it is because by its very nature, the, you know what we're talking about lends itself to being a top guy. You know, you never, not necessarily. A, there might be some exceptions, like um, Val Venus might be a, might be an exception because that sleazy sort of um, saxophone riff straight away you know he was getting massive reactions in the mid card so I think there would be exceptions but by and large yeah yeah absolutely I think our top five will be big stars I don't think there's anything wrong with that because we're not doing a best theme competition no we're not doing it absolutely it's not best theme it is best reaction to the top at the top of the theme so um well, I want to come back to Valvin as he fits another little segment for me that I think we need to touch on. But before that, just finishing this little, I've got to, I'm going to run through a quick list here, and I think you're going to challenge me on at least a couple of them. Okay. Because I would have had Warrior in this list as well. Um, but I am going to say a list of people who I think have got good theme musics. In fact, scratch that. I think most of them have got great theme musics, but I'm not convinced it's the opening two or three bars. Okay. So I'm going to say Big Boss Man I've just mentioned. Yep. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Agreed. Mark Henry. Yep. Agreed. Randy Savage. Ric Flair. Chris hold Jericho. On, hold, on, hold on, slow down. Randy Savage. Okay. Yeah, Ric Flair. Yeah, Jericho I'd probably dispute. Okay. Well, I think to me the Jericho one is the count to me his theme music his main theme music is the countdown and then it's that ball rolling around and then it's the explosion and then it's the little beat before he goes break the wall break the wall down is like 20 seconds in and I, I think all of the pre- it's, a, it's a wonderful theme it's iconic with Jericho and sometimes I do know that sometimes they shortened it and it just went break the wall down but it didn't usually part of the Jericho thing was the big build up to Jericho not the instantaneous hit no you're a fair think, very fair point so I'm saying okay back to where I was Piper Mark Henry Randy Savage Ric Flair Chris Jericho Hulk Hogan Vince McMahon Goldberg to me they all fit that same bracket of iconic superb immense themes perfect for their characters but I just don't think that two second rule quite works I think there's one possible exception which I think you're going to tell me but we'll see <laughs> well there is one exception that I would have in my top five who do you think I'm going to get who do you think I'm going I think to you're going to say no you're going to say you're going to say Hogan I am going to say Hogan because I think he absolutely mm. I, I think he fits every he t- that theme ticks every box and it would be in my top five actually like those are well, you know, dun, 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 that's two seconds immediately yeah. you're on your feet I think I don't think there's any yeah I think I've, I've I'd probably have to concede that actually. No, I've I've written that quickly, and now the day, as, as you say it, and as I think about it, think yeah, just it you, is, you don't need to think of many matches and many WrestleMania main events to just think of the reaction it got immediately. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I actually, I I, I will change my mind there and think you're right because I I sort of had it in my head that the. the uh, you know, it's, it takes a long time for the actual song to come in. You know, because if, if, I think if you said to someone, "How does Hogan's theme go?" I think they go, "Oh, it comes crashing down," and I think they'd start with the song. And I think uh, my thought was, "Oh, it takes a long time to get to the song." But actually, the way you say it, you're right. That that 
guitar chord is is the business, isn't it? It really like, is. Go, That's Hogan. Yeah, okay, I, I will concede that. I'm not conceding it's definitely in the five. No, no. But I'm I'm conceding that it does need to be part of the conversation. Um, but all the other ones, do you see my point? Like yep. Flair, for example. Flair's, you know, modern wrestling fans will hear Flair's music starting with a woo. You know, but for many years that is not the case. In fact, the Flair version in WWE, WWF as it was in around... 92 or so was awful wasn't it it was like a real it was like a midi version oh yeah it was crap it was a terrible theme I mean it was a version of the same song which is uh, Alzo Sprack Zarathustra by uh, Richard Strauss Um, but uh, people know it from uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey but um, you know absolutely iconic um, wonderful and the same with Savage being from uh, you know Elgar's Pomp and Circumstance but I, but I, and again, you could argue that that dun, 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 at the start of it is, you know, it's cool. But I, again, I just don't think it, it fits the two-second rule. So I thought you might challenge me on Hogan. I think you were right to do so. But I just want to cover off a lot of these great themes that I know people will talk about. I saw at least a couple of people talk about Vince and talk about No Chance in Hell. It's just but not I there, think is it? It's because it's that real slow... No chance. It's, there's that there's that lengthy chord, and that's two or three seconds long, which is too much for our um, uh, for our criterion. And the same with Goldberg with the dum 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 dum. It's a little bit too so before it goes dun dun, which I think that's the moment, isn't it? I think sometimes you're looking at where the actual moment comes in, and I think for Goldberg it's the dun dun dun. dun. And I think it takes a bit of time to get there. Too right. I think. I think we're like you say. Apart from Hogan, we're in full agreement on discounting those. Shall we come to Val Venus and another section that I think needs to be discussed? I'm not sold one way or another on this. Okay. All the ones that we've done so far have been pieces of music, either instrumentals or songs. But it's been about the pieces of music, with the exception of Undertaker's Gong, uh, which is a sound effect. What about ones that have? a vocal at the start that is to say it's not necessarily part of the song but someone has moved a catchphrase or an expression or something to the start of the theme so the Val Venus one to me starts hello ladies that's the opening two seconds of Val not the chord not the music I only hear hello ladies as being his opening and I sort of go is that cheating? I know people haven't made their themes just to you know for a podcast that me and you might do in May 2020 (laughs) but you know, is that cheating? And I've got a whole list of these as well, which I'll, I'll mention in a minute. But over to you first. People that have got a bit of speech at the start, yeah. are we including them? Is that fair? I think it's fair. It's audio. You know, it's part of the audio presentation. I wouldn't. What I would say, I think it's probably harder to. It's probably harder to rank. I think if you start with start with wordings, I'd, I'd probably discount you on it. I, I, but I, you know, but I, th- I think it's absolutely in the conversation because it's it's audio coming out of the speakers. I go a bit further, and this that this is getting really deep into it and a, a bit wanky, to be honest. But don't you think there are certain wrestlers where that response starts almost before the music? Like, and the one that always springs to mind, you mentioned it earlier with Randy Orton. To me, when Randy Orton's due to come out, especially when he's a babyface. There's almost that pause in the arena before I hear voices starts, and you can almost feel the audience sort of ready, ready, ready to react. Mm. And I think, Ag- I think it's Agreed. great, and it's great when you get I, that. I do agree. I wouldn't include the I hear voices because to me that's part of the song. I'm not including no, that in, in this mean. little tranche mean, no. of of examples. That's part of the song. I wouldn't have an issue with that one. 
Um, I'll, I'll take issue with what you've just said about the, the anticipation. I'm talking about music. To me, part of the, the instant two second is when you don't know who's coming. So earlier on, I talked about the, the, the mythical main event of Cena versus Orton, which I, I still haven't looked it up, but I still don't think it's happened. Um, but, you know, if you know Orton's coming, you're right. There is that brilliant anticipation. But again, that's the anticipation of the man rather than yes, necessarily yeah. the music. And I think, you know, even if his, you know, if, if his theme music was the theme to Steptoe and Son, you'd still be looking forward to seeing Randy Orton if he's your favourite wrestler. Um, you know, I, and I think it's... Uh, a different point. What I'm saying is, is that sometimes do you have a wrestler and you go, we don't really know how to package his music. Let's just get him to say his name or his catchphrase at the start. So, if you don't mind, I, I've got a little list of those as well. Go for it. Um, and a couple of them are slightly more stylized than others. But I've got Chavo Guerrero, Gregory Helms, uh, Rusev, The Shield, Eddie Guerrero for Latino Heat, mm-hmm. The Nation of Domination and the Superfly super super superfly you know and, and there will be others Bam Bam Bigelow there are others that you know start with someone saying a name or a catchphrase or something and I just I'm not I'm not again I'm, I'm putting it up for discussion but I just wonder whether you know do you get extra points for coming up with the gong or for Hogan's guitar riff rather than just saying Superfly um well, with uh, with all those, I I wouldn't consider any of them. I, th- I like I say, I suppose my position is they're all valid, and everyone you mentioned is a great fe- theme in its own right, but none of them would come close to making a list. Not 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 because... <laughs> except for Bam Bam, which is a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah, I quite like Just that. Just someone actually. saying I quite Bam like Bam. that. I, again, it fits. It really does fit. That Bam Bam would be marching to the ring with a sour look on his face, like he wants to rip someone's head off. It works, mate. I, th- in my opinion, well, that works for him. But we digress. Okay. Um, yeah, we do. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have any of those themes on the list. But if you gave me another one, in fact, there is probably one that you know, spoil. You know, pulling back. I the deliberately curtain. left out two. Right. I okay. Well, I, well I'll let you get onto those because there are a couple that I probably would have trouble in the lists. But but you there's, you there's, come onto those. There's a strong possibility that I've forgotten some as well. But <laughs> the two, the, the first one I've deliberately left off is I've left off the new day. Yes, and that was definitely the one I was thinking of. Um, to me, to me, that's not the. To me, that theme starts. It's a new day. Yes, it is. To me, the bit of ah, Houston, don't you dare. To me, that's not part of the theme music. That is someone on a microphone saying something before the theme music. To me, that is like Ricardo Rodriguez, you know, doing his bit before Alberto Del Rio comes out. To me, it's part of. Um, you know the bit, bef- you know the bit of the uh, the funkadactyls, you know, bu- you know, building up Broder's clay. Do you know what I mean? To me, that that's not part of the music. To me, you might disagree. Yeah, I do disagree. I think that's it's part of the audio presentation. It's it's the cue to get excited. I would probably it would probably not make my top five just because I don't think that reaction. I don't think it prompts the instant reaction, but I think it's it's an ex- excellent example of it and. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's completely valid. Okay, so that builds us on to one the one that I think might end up being a another you know massive talking point. What about the Rock? Mate, the Rock's there, isn't it? The Rock is there. I never thought of that actually. It never it never crossed my mind. But obviously you're right. It's those first words. Are, if you smell, that's the two words. That's the two seconds. That, that's the it? two seconds. And, yeah, and it is one of the most iconic. Yeah, in pop, you know, 
there's not many there are not many wrestling themes that transcend pop culture but if you went out into the street now and said to pe- said to people listen to this two seconds you'd get a you'd get a sizable response on that wouldn't you you'd get a sizable response and the amount of times that's prompted the exact reaction we're talking about it speaks to his character mate easy top five for me yeah see I, again I'm I'm just not sure because of the uh, how is it is it a bit too easy to say some words it takes a little bit off of me but undoubtedly if that music hits the place goes absolutely crazy and that is part of the the criterion here it's part of it it's how does it get people to react and you know it, it undoubtedly gets people to go absolutely insane I think and I so, think if your rule is discount uh, discount uh, wording you know discount audio with, with vocals at the start then you need to make an exception for that one yeah I, I, they do say the exception proves the rule don't they there and it's go. like here's one of those where you know, I always think that whenever they talk about you know the very best wrestlers had to have been wrestling fans growing up and it's like you know Kurt Angle never watched a pro wrestling match in his life until he got in a ring and it's and he's one of the greatest of all time generally speaking you're right but there are always massive exceptions and you have to be prepared to make those massive exceptions yep. and I think I probably would be willing to for uh, for uh, Rocky um, I think we've covered all of the sort of like the, the brackets that I wanted to cover in terms of uh, you know the, the possible um, question marks asterisks next to things um, so I've now got a big list of uh, ones that we could consider and I, I, will, I will start with another couple of ones which are vocal at the start but to me are slightly different in terms of it's it's part of the song or it's part of a, a piece of someone's um, character so I'll, 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 the one I think is most similar to the rocks in terms of a catchphrase being started at the start what about the uh, what a rush. Now you're talking. Now you are talking. They don't call it a road warrior pop for no reason, mate. Um, and I think to, to not have that at least in the debate for the top five would be doing a complete disservice. I would say I was, that's one of the originals. That's one of the originators of what we're talking about. I think it's it's you've seen those crowds would come unglued where they heard those first those first few sort of seconds that's first I was going to call them bars but it's not that first sort of noise that road warrior noise they just go bananas and it's a great great scene setter so yeah for, for me for the decisions on my own it's probably lower reach top five I think again it's, we're going to have a the, this is one of those ones we did this with the dropkick episode where we suddenly started to realise we thought we might have an easy top five and then we're going to have about eight or nine here aren't we're we we're going to have to try and not. We're going to have to try and fight this. This is going to be hard. We are going to get a lot of people going, how have you left off this? And you're going to go, here's the top five. That's why we've left off yeah. this, because the, the competition is just so, so great. Um, last one of those sort of things. What about uh, You Think You Know Me? No. I don't think it's in that bracket, is it? It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. I think if you were talking about assessing the individual music, you know, You Think You Know Me, that's Edge. You Think You Know Me twice playing before a Royal Rumble moment where Edge comes out um, I think it's I think it's <laughs> I now don't think it's top 10 I was going to say it's top 10 but not top 5 I think it's now top 12 or 15 but not top 5 but it's I think it's excellent I think it ought to be in the conversation before you realize if we were doing top 10 I think it would probably sneak in yeah and I think to be honest my opinion of that theme sort of mirrors my opinion of Edge the wrestler absolutely excellent not in the conversation with the top 5 no, I think so. We've often had this conversation, haven't we, about 
you, you talk about the highest echelon of work every single wrestler that's ever ever lived and you have to do a, a top division what do you put in it five or six people yeah. and you put in you know Flair Hogan Austin, Rock, Austin Rock. Taker and that's basically it and then your second level down oh Michaels but your second level down are people like you know Savage and Brett and whoever else and you go how do you not have them as top guys and you go because they never ever were absolutely at the top yeah. I think Edge is division three of that I think Edge comes in the next level down. I think the, there's there's a there's a Triple H, Brett, Savage, Piper, you know, level. Angle. And then I think Angle probably. And then I think there's a third level down, which I think includes Edge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Ju- Agree. Absolutely amazing, but they're not quite at that top guy or tippy top guy level. Yeah. Anyway, we digress once again. Um, I want to mention uh, Daniel Stockwell, um, who he, uh, was. Got in, in touch on the. Um... Steam's rubbish. <laughs> Very good. Um, Daniel Stockwell said about LOD. I just wanted to mention this um, as a real tick in the box for LOD. He said, "I struggle to remember anything else about the theme." And I think he might be saying that almost dismissively, but because he's put a lol at the end, which I tended not to read. But um, the fact that you can hardly remember anything else is I think a good sign for the theme because it makes you realise that how impressive and how important that, that starting you know bit was do you know, do you know what I mean I do I do and it, I suppose it's what I was saying about the Ultimate Warrior um, maybe even more so actually and obviously those two acts are very much in the same vein I think obviously the Road Warriors Legion of Doom are a lot better than the Ultimate Warrior but it's the same sort of presentation and yeah totally, th- totally the same thing you play that Water Rush that's the scene set the rest can be whatever you like I have two more which I'd like to discuss for my potential top five yep and then I have a massive long list which I think we can go through and sort of tick off we, we, ones that we ought to mention ones that uh, our correspondents have mentioned that they they warrant you know a few seconds of discussion but I don't think they're going to uh, break through into the list so if I may I'll do my other two that I would say are real contenders for the top five Actually, I have to say, I'm losing confidence in one of them. The more that we've talked about other things, and the more you've opened my eyes to to Rock and to LOD and to Hogan, <laughs> not necessarily to Warrior, but the more you've opened my eyes to some of the others, I'm uh, I'm struggling with. But um, okay, I suppose it's just the it's just the bars. It's not even the vocals that come in. But I suppose it would be. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, you didn't know. See. I wouldn't even include the OD, 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 No, you don't OD, need to. Because they didn't really need to. That's not even part of the theme anymore. The crowd will do it as you go along. But I think that... I think it just puts you in a certain place at a certain time. And it also says, fun. Yeah. You know, it doesn't say, oh my God, ass-kicking time. But it says, fun. We're going to get a couple of minutes. People love a bit of a sing-along. Do you know what? Would all, if it wasn't for the fact that the one of one of the people in particular has kind of ruined it all, I actually think that you might think about putting Enzo and Cass into that sort of bracket mm, yeah. with that that very iconic Italian, you know, one you know note at the start before they came in and do their bit because people the reaction that that used to get in NXT and when they first got called up, massive, holy hell, massive, but massive. it was because people thought oh the mic work that's about to come is terrific. So I would, I would, while I love the do, 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 I will qualify that the more I think about it, it is a good piece of music and it is recognisable, but how much of it is people going, I'm looking forward to what's happening next, as opposed to, oh, hooray, Road Dogs here. No, I think, I think, no, 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 I think it's not Road Dogs here, it's the New Age Outlaws are here. 
and I think well, okay. legitimately top tier act especially in their time um, huge part of that attitude era so yeah mate they're, they're cert- I've written them down right I've got a short list that I'm writing down it's going to be longer than five and we'll whittle it down but I've written their name down okay cool. and there's one Next. other sorry there's one other just on that sort of related note and going back to your talky you know your your vocal section before the um, yeah. before the music kicks in three words are you ready well, oh yeah, good point. I actually have got that on my list, and I'm I'm realizing how many of the ones I've got on my list fall into that talky bracket, not talky bracket, not in the talky bracket, <laughs> no, who does? like Paynton and Brixham. Um, but um, I've realized that I've discounted some of those. I've not thought about them because not only have I got DX down, I've got Triple H down, and in brackets I've got one two is this on? Oh yeah, slash, yeah. slash time to play the game well to me the, the time to play the game is more the chord time to play the game yeah but one two is this on again I don't think it's my top five but it was a hell of a you just knew something opener. was happening yep. hell of an opener and it just it set the stage and you know Trips has always had I think he might be the person this isn't a topic for another day he might be the person that's had the most different awesome theme music king of kings because he's had He's had the, uh, the old Jimmy hit me with that Triple H. We just talked about yeah. the, you know, our time. He's had the game. He's had King of Kings, DX, of course. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we include the uh, the original Hunter Hearst Helmsley theme, wow. but you might remember for a bit he came out to um, Beethoven's Ode to Joy. He did, which is a, which is a really really recognisable great song or great tune. So, so I think Triple H might have had the best set of theme musics over the uh, yeah, over the piece, I, but again, not today's that. topic. I don't think you got in terms of overall number of themes that were good. Yes, no doubt about it. Um, so there, maybe worth maybe worth talking about. Um, the other one I want to say, uh, not a talky one, but it's a chord. Again, it's a a piece of discordant uh, music that even if you didn't know who this man was, you'd listen to the the, the chord and go, "What is this?" Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, Brock yeah, Lesnar's yeah, chord, yeah, 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 and yeah, you yeah. just go. It, I don't think you need to see the guy even before it gets to the dun, 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 which is menacing. You got the thing. I can't even do the noise. It's you know, it's like the Nakamura noise, but even yeah. more and bigger and wilder. And I just think that if you had some pictures of some wrestlers. I'm not being horrible to any of them, but if you had some, who who are some sort of ordinary looking wrestlers? They haven't. I'll say Daniel Bryan when he first came in, you know Chavo Guerrero, yeah, um, Bob Backlund, Christian, Christian, and Brock Lesnar. If you had pictures of those five and then played that <laughs> noise of Brock's and went, which one of those lads is it? You'd go, oh, it's the big fella with the red face. Yes, yes. Like you'd know who's that was. You'd know that was Brock Lesnar. You'd know it was someone like Brock Lesnar. A similar sort of one, I'll put in the same sort of bracket, but Brock would beat it out to me, is I, I really like the start of Batista's music. Oh, yeah. The latter Batista music, you know, doom, 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 doom. Again, I think it probably goes past the two seconds to really kick in, but that's a great opening theme. That's a great piece of music, and it's all often forgotten about because of, you know, how he finished and because of Batista and because of all that. People forget how unbelievably, ridiculously over oh, Dave Batista was. Mate, I've never seen anything like the story matched with the wrestler that they put forward in his face turn in 2004-5 was an absolute masterpiece. And it's no no surprise that with a story like that invested in it, it became so over. That's how you set the foundations of a character. 
and he lived up to it obviously his presentation and his ability and his charisma and everything else he was fucking great and and he was he was just such a you know just as such a big part of that mid 90s uh, sorry mid 90s mid 2000s and the music set the stage for that as well and obviously we got you know with the machine gunning and the pyro and everything else that's further down the line than what we're talking about today but it was bloody cool yeah no i think i think he's he's right up there for me i'm glad you mentioned <laughs> his name there's there uh... There's this. Our shortlist is getting longer and longer. And by the way, I've got an, I've got another dozen to mention yet that are going to be almost throwaway ones, but ones I've that got, I thought might be not knocking around the top ten, but they're they're going to be well outside it now. I've got twelve. I, I think I've done. You got, you got twelve on the I've on the long list. Four of which we haven't spoken about yet. Okay. Well, well, well. Let's see where we go from there. Then I think I've done plenty. Um, so over to you to do a couple then. Let's uh, let's have you add in a couple okay. that you think we absolutely have to. I re- there's one that I deliberately left off. I was going to leave it till last. If you do it, I'll you can, yeah, I, I don't we'll mind you doing it. We'll leave that one. Okay. Because um, I'm pretty much pretty much of the same mind. So three that I wanted to talk about. Um, first of all, a more modern one than maybe all of the others on the list. I think the shield. No, I meant, well, I mentioned the shield as part of the talky bit. Did you? I didn't know, but with the shield, it goes. Yeah. They don't even start, if you think about it, they don't even start with the talky bit. They start with the microphone crackle. It's just a. Oh, that's well, okay. That's and a fair I, point. And I, think I sort of discounted it because. Stage. I sort of discounted it because it kind of took to Sierra Hotel, India. Doesn't I sort of. That that it, note, you know exactly what's going down. That's a good point, you know. There is a there is a case for the fact that I because I didn't know that it therefore didn't quite do its job. But you could also say it's a case for me being an idiot. If we went, if we were so, at one of our how viewing parties, right? God, they remember those? They were really cool, weren't they? Um, I loved them. If we were at one of those and did a theme rounds, theme tunes quiz where we played the first, second, or half second, or first note of ten themes, and you played that shield one, I can guarantee ninety percent of the room would know what it was. It is worth pointing out, Paul, that what we have in terms of quizzes, although we can't do them at the live pay-per-view parties anymore, we do have a quiz every Friday night on Facebook Live and YouTube. Indeed we do. And we also have a quiz that gets published on the hookedonwrestling.co.uk website every Friday. We could, or we could not, do some of those little themes as a little package, and it could be something that we use. I won't do it this week, while people have listened to the podcast and have it in their mind, but if we give it a few weeks as a little bit of... uh, little bit of uh, gap between it could be something we, uh, sounds like, we look into doing sounds like a plan but in the meantime see you Friday for the next quiz if anyone's listening to this join us 8pm Friday night Facebook live on the Hooked on Wrestling page we'll take care of the rest just be there we'll in for the duration by the way on the quizzes on the quiz front everybody this is not I think this started as something to keep us a little bit occupied while the lockdown started it's turned into one of the funnest parts of the week yes and I think we intend to keep this going in fact no spoilers, but Paul and I are discussing a bit of an idea to turn it into something a little bit bigger, a little bit of a, a series, something that can get more people involved. Stay tuned. We've not finalised anything yet. It's probably a few weeks away, but um, when it does happen, we think we could have something kind of uh, kind of fun and cool on the quiz front. So those of you that are quizzers that enjoy it and want to get a bit more involved uh, than you can do. But otherwise, if you're not aware of what we're talking about, Friday night, 8pm, Facebook and YouTube. 
um, and we record them so you can go back and watch them again and have some fun with it. You don't have to in, you know, join no. in live. It's all for fun. There's no prizes, but it's it's turned into a good giggle. It's usually around about an hour and a quarter, something like that. Um, we have a couple of beers and have a bit of a chat and ask some questions, Indeed. and it's uh, it's a good way to spend your Friday while you can't do anything better, quite frankly. Indeed. So another two I want to mention. Go ahead. Uh, this one won't won't go down too well because of the connotations, but I think it deserves at least a mention. Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely it does. But yeah, excellent. I think he's, I think I think we can almost say he's probably never going to make one of our top fives. <laughs> almost, almost because it's, it's it's a bit. If he wins something, it just look doesn't. I don't know how well, great it looks. Quite, but, quite. But I don't he, want to discount he, him. You know, I, you know no, I'm, no, I'm very much of the opinion that you can discount the wrestling performer from the man. Um, yes, and I don't. 100%. I don't ever want to. You know, I would never sort of eulogise about the guy. But also, if we were talking about any of the elements of his wrestling career, I wouldn't want to shy away from that. And he had an excellent intro to his theme. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. And to the point where there's a couple of people, oh, one of them's gone up my brain for the time being, but I, I know that there's been a couple of people over the years where I've gone, oh, that's just a reboot of Benoit's. And one of them is Kevin Owens. Mm, I, think, yeah. I think Kevin Owens' theme is very similar yeah, to Benoit's. Yeah, you're dead right. Dead right. Um, and, and there's another one which is now, I, I can't, I can't grasp it at this at this precise moment in time, it's, but I know there's another one over the years I've heard it and gone, oh, that just sounds like Benoit. The other one I want to mention is uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah, I've, I thought about Kurt. I think it's um he's on my sort of longer list that you know I would uh, whiz through in a minute. But yeah, that's a it's an interesting one because you, yeah you definitely know who it is. Don't it's you? iconic. You, definitely know you get the Kurt. response and straight away you know you get whether he's a face or a heel you get in the response and mm. it launches into the whole you suck. Uh, you know, just it, again, it's a theme that's take, almost taken on a life of its own. Do you, you know? I'll tell I've... you my funny story about Kurt Angle's theme, by the way. Go on. This is one of my my funny TNA story. One of the funniest TNA stories. So, we were over in India with Kurt and Gail Kim doing some appearances and whatnot for their international broadcaster over there. Sony Sony Six, I think it was. Yeah, so about six years now, and it was great. One of the one of the things that we did while we were over there is. The, the guys in India had secured Kurt Angle a starring role in the biggest Indian kids TV show of the time can't, okay. can't remember what it's called but basically it involves this young lad who um, who let me get this right basically he ends up dreaming in every episode and ends up meeting one of his heroes you know and ends up interacting it's sort of a Mr. Uh, sort of Mr. A Mr. Ben, ben sort of slash superhero type thing so basically yeah. he ends up in these situations where he and this hero will defeat the bad guys anyway so do bear in mind this TV program goes out to no shit it goes out to about 15 million people on a, on a daily or a weekly basis I don't know which one but we're on set filming this filming this thing and um, there's me Kurt various TNA higher ups none of which are public figures but you know very senior in the company and no kidding must be six or seven hundred extras in the crowd so basically in a mocks up wrestling arena big set Kurt's getting ready Kurt's you know he's, the, the kids in this wrestling ring are about to be defeated by their bad guys and the cue is that Kurt comes in comes down to the ring is his mystery tag team partner saves the day everyone goes home happy Filming started, it's all rolling. Kurt Angle's theme plays, it's his WWE theme music. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Indian producers had obviously just gone on the internet and found. So I'm stood there next to Andy, who's the, uh, the higher up for TNA, and he's just oblivious. He's just taking this all in and loving it, loving the publicity they're going to get. Because Andy, um, 
it's, it's not his TNA theme. It's his WWE theme, and you should have seen the look on his face. He <laughs> went white. He's like, get it stopped, get it stopped, get it stopped. So I had to leg it down to the production office and tell them the mistake they'd made. And basically, they're all this pyro that they'd used, all the extras that they'd marshaled, completely wasted because they'd not separated the audio. It's quite a cheap production, so they'd not done a separate audio track. They were, they were, I was just going to say, could no, they not just layer they it? Were, they, they were playing the theme in the arena with all the ambient sound, so they had to reset the whole thing, go send a runner to go and get some more pyrotechnics. It took an hour to wait, and then they obviously had to go and get Kurt's TNA theme, and they had to do it all again with Kurt's TNA theme music. And it's a good theme, by the way. Oh, it's a great theme. I will say, there's not many... I wouldn't say there's all that many great I have been in the toilet like you know the the benefit you know one of the reasons I got that job in the first place because I was a very knowledgeable wrestling fan um, hopefully I proved myself beyond that afterwards but that was what got my foot in the door and if I had not been in the room that day oh my goodness like I don't the consequence <laughs> you know WWE would have slapped that down right away and rightly so um could have yeah, been enormous right. repercussions, but it just it just makes me chuckle whenever I think about that. But um, I did choose Kurt. You've never told me that story. Oh, I never told you that story. No. It was brilliant. It was absolutely, and we nearly, and honestly, right after the filming, one of the scariest moments of my life, getting Kurt back to his trailer. I was basically his de facto bodyguard because there was nobody else. Um, <laughs> it's like Kurt actually needs the bodyguard. Well, you know what I mean. His mind, there yeah. is his helper, whatever you want to call it. And I had to, me and Kurt had to fight through this crowd of Indian fans. And there was so, you know, there was no violence. They were all, but they swarm you. Like, there's no boundaries. Like, they're just so delighted to see their heroes. And there's no boundaries. They just crush into you to try and touch you, to try and meet you, to try and get an autograph. And it's, again, there's no malice whatsoever, but it is unbelievably scary. Um, and, there was, you know, there wasn't as many as in Nunia, but there was, you know, there was there was between 100 and 150 people trying to mob Kurt and by extension me and trying to fight through this sea of people trying to get back to his trailer was genuinely terrifying yeah well I do know the feeling I mean if you ever saw me try and escort Sonny Bradley off a mobbed home park pitch like I was (laughs) Kevin Costner and he was Whitney Houston on the last game of the season (laughs) Uh, yeah, stuff. But, yeah, but I didn't choose that Kurt. theme just because I wanted an excuse to tell that story. I would have told it a long time ago if I don't wanted to use an excuse. But um, I, I'd have Kurt in the conversation there. I can't believe I've never heard that story. Do you know I've known you Remarkable. ten years? Ten years next week. Well, yeah. Is it really? Yeah, because it will be, won't it? No, it was. Um, well, so when would that have happened? It was just before Samuel. It was May Bank Holiday. So it was May Bank Holiday in 2010. Well, that happened seven coming up seven years ago. It was December 2013. Yeah. So. Uh, cannot believe I don't know that story. Anyway, on the Kurt front, here's, here's something I've just thought of, right, in terms of how we can maybe try and whittle these, because we're going to need some criteria to whittle these down a little bit more. Yeah. I would say that the opening two notes, or opening two seconds or so, probably ought to be the high point of the music. As in, that is, I would say that if you said, what do you associate with Kurt Angle's entrance theme... I think you would say the you suck bit. Yeah. Now the start is good. It's good, but you would go you suck. That's the best bit. What is the best bit of someone's theme music? And if it's not the opening two seconds, then maybe it doesn't count, or maybe it's not going to make the five. Because does, for example, 
Undertaker's theme get any better than the gong? I don't think it does. I think it's the gong. I think that is the bit. I think does LOD's music get any better than the oh, rush? No, it doesn't. It's good. Mm. There's still good bits. But I think if something doesn't have that, you know, if the the best bit of the theme is not the opening two seconds, like I don't think Kurt is, and 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 the longer examples that we've given earlier on, such as. Uh, it's like Savage and Flair and ones like that which we agreed that wouldn't go in I think those ones very clearly the best bit is not the opening seconds and I think that I think we might need to bring that in as a little bit of a, a discussion point once we try and get down to five because we're going to need some reasons to, to get rid of some things at some point well let's let's park that one then um, I, yep. I, I definitely see your logic don't necessarily agree but I think you're probably right and it could be a factor where if, if, we're, if he's on the bubble it could be a factor against him yeah that's what, that's what I'm saying yeah, yeah. Okay, what else you got? That's me. That, I think all the ones on my list have been mentioned now. So let's let's see what you, what have you got left on your list. Oh, let's I've breeze got, I've through got a, a list, few. I've got a list of about ten or a dozen which I want to get through. I don't think any of these are top five contenders, but uh, a lot of them have been a lot of them have been mentioned by people. So I want to get ones in that people okay. have mentioned. Well, let's let's breeze um, through them. If there's anything to note, we'll we'll have a quick few seconds. But let's let's get them through. Correct. Correct, and I'll 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 end with the one which I think is the which most. Which one could you likely. possibly mean? No, 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 no. Of, of this little section, oh, sorry, okay, there's sorry. one. There's one of this section that I think is worthy of a bit more chat, but is probably not right. the uh, not going to go into the five. And again, I've men- I'm mentioning these because people have discussed them on our social media. Uh, so what we're going to do at the end of uh, so on Friday night when we do the quiz online, we will announce our topic for next week's show. Um, and when we do that, we'll also put it out on our social media pages. Um, do you want to do you want to plug those now? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, let's try get it right this week. Try get it yeah, right try this to. week. That'd be good, wouldn't yeah. it? Right. So Twitter is at ho underscore wrestling, and then uh, Facebook.com is simply hooked on wrestling, all one word, as is Instagram. So hooked on wrestling uh, for Facebook and Instagram, and ho underscore wrestling for Twitter. So there you go. So that's where Ooh, we will first. And our new YouTube bump. channel is worth mentioning as well, which is also just simply hooked on wrestling. Um, you have to search for that because we haven't got enough followers to get our own URL yet. That's very, very, very much in its infancy, but keep your eyes out for that. That's where we're hosting our quizzes. That's where you'll find our archive quizzes. Yes, and the um, the plan is for the, this podcast to be on YouTube as well. Um, at the yes. moment, the podcast provider that we use. Um, there's an issue between the uh, the software or something. I think either YouTube or Acast have updated their software. And they're having a ding dong, aren't they? And it's uh, there's some sort of it's basically the the link between the two is now stopped because someone's updated something and it doesn't quite work. So you know how it is with computer companies. Um, so but once YouTube and Acast have sorted that compatibility issue, uh, I am told they will contact me. Hopefully it'll be a matter of weeks and not months. And then we'll be able to upload the podcast. Easy. I mean, we could do it anyway to YouTube. We could upload it manually, but there is a button essentially that allows it to go automatically. So we're going to do it that way. And so once it's ready, it will be done automatically, and not me fiddling around and getting it wrong. Um, so yes, yeah, so we we will over the weekend tell you what next week's uh, topic is going to be. We will ask you to get in touch again on those sorts of channels, and again we will discuss uh, some of the better suggestions. And our theory is is that we're not really supposed to put anything into the top five unless it's been discussed by someone and it's been suggested by someone. So we they're not it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's one we'll tend to stick to. And I think I think, I think all it the is ones we mentioned. 
Well, all the ones we've mentioned today, so and I haven't double double checked, but I'm sure they have all been mentioned. So, um, so here is a bunch that have either been mentioned or have been ones that I have just thought of. That, um, I think that we need to um, have a little chat about. So, first of all, uh, the Dudleys. Someone mentioned the Dudleys in terms of the uh, uh, the sound effect of the um, yeah. the sort of when Lawler used to shout "incoming" and there would be the, the pyro go off. So, yeah, um, I think that's one. Uh, Godfather. How did Godfather start? I was trying to think this earlier when I mentioned Val Venus. Absolutely, very, very valid. I, I, I'm putting it on my list, not okay. with much confidence, but I think that's that's yeah. I mean, maybe maybe on the uh, on the page where we put the vote. By the way, when we have this top five, folks, we'll put up a page on the uh, the Hooked on Revs Wrestling website. It's at hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash vote is where you'll be able to go to um, to place your votes. Maybe you could do the top five and have a little <laughs> bracket underneath and go honourable mentions or ones we didn't quite get to or, or whatever. I don't know. That's up to you. Well, now, you're asking me, now you're asking me to figure out how to use that bloody thing more than I have to. So, uh, okay, yeah. fair, fair. <laughs> Maybe not then. Nope. <laughs> Maybe not then. Um, so, okay, Godfather. Uh, Mick Foley or the later Mankind yeah, with the car crash um, sound effect? Yeah, yeah, definitely worth a mention. Not not there for me. but um, No, me, me neither. These, these are all, mention, again, yeah. look at... You know, top twenty-five, but not top five. Yeah. Um, Mr. Perfect. No. Do you think? Great, dun, great, dun, great theme. Dun, dun. No, I just don't. I just don't think it gets the blood rushing like the rest of them. Brilliant theme, but no. Fair do. Um, I think because I think it elicited something in her era. I think Trish Stratus, the the bit with the with the, the little the giggle. giggle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a discussion. You could possibly argue Lita as well. I don't think I would. No, it's that but, sort uh, of you could... Aztec drum, wasn't it? Aztec um, yeah. Lita. No, no, no. And, and actually staying with the women's division, I think a little bit later on, I think, the again, the primal scream thing of Paige, I think for a short period of time, I think you knew who that was. I mean, it was a good reaction. But again, not, not anywhere near the, the, the discussion. Um, Enzo and Cash, I've mentioned. Rob Van Dam, that sort of, again, that sort of distorted noise yeah, of uh, yeah. the start of Rob Van Dam's one of a kind. Um, Vader... Oh yeah. Similar sort, similar sort of noise to the Brock Lesnar yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, certainly, I think of the. Well, uh, it wasn't Vader's theme music in WWE. Certainly, didn't it start with "It's time, it's time, it's Vader time." It did. I think it did, it did. eventually. I don't think it did to start with, but I think you're right. I think broadly speaking, most often, yes, I think you're probably right. I think the first time he used it, I don't think. I think it was just a noise. But yeah, I think you're right. Vaguely speaking, I think generally speaking, I think you're right. Mm. Um, uh, Sid, Psycho Sid, the sort of psycho music. Mm, nah, no, 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 no. I don't think so. CM Punk. Oh, how, how did I not mention that one? There's actually two, one more that I've written down while we've been talking that I want to mention. But CM Punk I had it in my head earlier. Hell yes, absolutely. It's the it's that bit. Yeah, it is the and it goes. It's not even the like like you said about the that, is it? It's, yeah. It's not the it's not that bit. It's the at the start. Hell yes. Um, you know, great. Again, I'm not pushing that for a top five, but I think it's a it's a very very worthy in the discussion. We've got a hell of a squad here, haven't we? If we were picking a five aside team, we've got a squad of eighteen or so that we could pick. We've got a very very deep squad here. If we were Gareth Southgate of the of the theme music world, we'd have a big pool to choose from. And lastly, of this little section, really, Bret Hart. I think the um, mm. the second the more the more uh, up to date Bret Hart the one with the long you know it goes into that uh, again I don't I don't think it's absolutely up there but I think when you heard that again I think that's more the man than the theme 
I think that's a little bit like the Sean. I think it's a good. I think it's a good theme. I think it's much better than Sean's. Um, but I think that uh, you He's... know, I, I think it's a little bit similar. I would put Brett's almost in the same sort of bracket as Cena, in the sense that it's like it's a good theme. It's probably no better, but because the man himself is so iconic and so revered that you you react for the theme because it reminds you of the guy as opposed to the theme music doing anything to you. It's Gary Cahill, isn't it? <laughs> His case just gets in the squad. He'll do an he'll do an excellent job. Just about sneaking yeah. the squad. But if you're if you're presented with the options that you'd want, then it wouldn't make the bench. I think for a podcast that I got some stick by saying someone was was Jermaine Genius the other week. You've just introduced Gary <laughs> to the. Uh, to the to, we, we should have done that for every single one. We should have gone. Who is this then? Oh look, <laughs> Doink the clown is Stephen Warner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've realised that we, we haven't really done many up-to-date ones we've, we've sort of skirted over a couple we probably could have a discussion about Randy Orton um, mm. I've not written that down but we've, we've, we've touched over it a couple of times I think it is a great theme and it's a great start but again I just don't think it's we're talking absolute all-time bangers yeah. and, I, and I don't think so so I, I think I've covered every one but one that I feel I need to oh Big Show you could argue Big Show with his well you could but I wouldn't uh, yeah, I wouldn't either. Okay, anything else apart from the obvious that we've uh, we've missed? Um, yes, there's just one more I want to mention, and it's interesting that she's been so often compared to the one we're about to mention, but Becky Lynch. Do you know what? I genuinely thought of Becky Lynch earlier on, and I couldn't remember how it goes. It's, go, it's just that one note. It goes... Called Celtic Invasion. It's that one note. I still, I still can't <laughs> quite get it. All I, I'm, I can't. Again, I'm, I'm tone deaf. I can't do it. But I'm not going to give you. But it, it starts off with the one note, and then it goes. Oh, 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 oh yeah, that would be okay. Yeah. Again, I would go back to that as being a bit. To me, that's a bit of a Nakamura one, in the sense that the um, the best bit of it is. A little bit later in the theme, actually, it was like very much like Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah. Best, true. The best bit is where it goes. That's the better bit of it, and I think Becky's is like that as well. I think 20 seconds in, it's great. I don't think it has that great. I know what you mean, though. At the start, I've got it now. It's a doom. Whoa! I can hear it now. Um, and it's yeah, it's better than I think I originally thought it was. But the very fact that I couldn't remember it, and I think this is my key criterion. I think if there's a better bit elsewhere in the theme, it kind of holds it back for Fair me. Enough. If it's not the if it's not the the peak, if it's not the the, the zenith of it, then I think it's uh, it slightly plays against it. Okay, do you want do you want to go or shall I? It's your baby, mate. Hit it. I've got a cricket ball here. I might just throw it at my window and see if I can do a proper uh, sound effect for it. More likely, it'll bounce off and hit me in the face. Um, it's the glass breaking. I think it's the biggest star in the history of the business. I don't care what anyone says about anyone else. It's the biggest star in the history of the business, and it's the iconic theme that everyone recognises. It's Austin's glass breaking. Yep. And I just see all those moments of Austin coming down to the ring to confront Vince. Or I think the ultimate glass breaking I think is in the the night that Mick Foley wins the title. It's the biggest pop ever. It's and it's I think that unbelievable. Mick Foley. If you've never seen it, there's possibly people that have never seen it, newer fans, or you're not quite sure which one I mean. Go and find it. It's a very very iconic night in wrestling history because it's the night where um, 
Is it the same night as the finger poke, or is it the same night as, um, as um, the one before? It's the same night as... Yeah, I think it's the same night as the finger poke of Doom, isn't it? Or is it the, or is it the beating Goldberg streak? I can't remember. It's, but it's, no, it's, it's the finger that... poke, because the streak beating the finger came poke. the week before on pay-per-view. It's definitely... Yeah, because it was Starcade late December. That was okay, the yeah, Goldberg so and the streak. And it was like the 7th of January or something like that. 7th of January 99, where we had that. And it was. It was up a... against the finger poke. You're right. It's it's early it's early January because I think Mick won it and then lost in like it December the, the 28th. Rumble. I think well I think he won it on like December the 28th but it didn't air until yeah, January the yeah, 4th yeah, or something exactly. like that. Um and so yeah so basically it's Mick Foley versus what well, it's Mankind versus The Rock. The Corporation in the Rock's um corner. Uh, DX for whatever reason I can't specifically remember the reason at the time I think they were just feuding with the corporation right, and they yeah. um, were just pally with Mankind at the point. And there's it's a schmoz and it was all all hell breaks loose and the corporation are fighting and DX are fighting and it's all going off and then the glass hits and, and then Austin had been gone for a little bit and he came back the glass struck he came down you know chair shot stunner mankind wins and it is just it is I'm not sure you'll ever find a, a bigger reaction because the fans were so into that match and it was, it was you know there was so it was it wasn't like the very start of the match and the noise, the the the, uh, the glass broke. They were so into it and they were so invested in Mick winning, and then the glass goes. It's, some, it, it, it's something that could just it might never, be the biggest pop of all time. I think so, and it's just it, not. It was not just the fact that it was a pop. It's that the fact that an already massively molten hot crowd somehow found another level. It's like, so like imagine you driving down the motorway, like my, you know, whether your car's my car's got six gears, some got five. But imagine you driving down the road, down the motorway in your car that as long as you've had it has been a six geared car and suddenly just one time just one change and you never happens again you find a seventh gear <laughs> you manage to hit it into seventh gear and wow off you go and you didn't couldn't do it before you can't do it again but on that one moment on that one day you hit it and that was what it was like I, I just think it was a, a level of layers of crowd reaction forget the volume because you know we've had noisy crowds it depends on the building and whatever else and or a crowd that was already absolutely at the peak of what you could expect a wrestling crowd to ever be at somehow got higher and it was you know what you've just done don't you what? you know what you've just done what? your seventh gear you've just done your six your six stars in the Tokyo <laughs> that's what you've just done I guess you've I just have. rated a match you've just rated a match six stars people won't be happy with you oh, FDM so people I'm won't sorry. be happy with I'm you I'm sorry FDM um, <laughs> um. Any, anyway yeah I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great point it's a great point it's a great just just think about that match I have a couple of matches that I often go back to which I just think about what's the talent that's around one of them is at the start of that year the talent in the ring at the end of the 1997 Royal Rumble is astonishing and like some of them have not really made it anywhere. Like it's an early Rocky Maivia. Kane is in there as the fake Diesel. Um, but you know you've got at one point you've got Foley, Funk, Flash Funk. You know Scorpio was a great wrestler. Um, you've got Henry Godwin who was underrated. You've got you know Vader, Brett, Austin. You know it, Rocky. It's the most amazing collection of people in the ring at the end of the '97 Rumble. But at the end of that year or the start of the following year to bookend it, the people around that ring. So it's not just Mick and um, you know The Rock you've got Triple H and The Outlaws and uh, Ken Shamrock and Kane and Shane and Vince yeah. 
And you know, it's Mad, like, isn't it? it's oh crazy. my god, the people that are around yeah. that ring! It's like one day you're going to look back and go, "There's 17 Hall of Famers around the ring." It's like it's absolutely astonishing. But uh, yeah, off off topic a little bit. I just think it's a, but it's. I think that's what I was coming to when we first came together with this topic. Was it's I didn't have that one in mind, but it's matches like that. It's moments like that. It's the pops for the ages. We could even have done that, and perhaps we will in a year's time on the podcast do the greatest pop of all time what's the point you know, that, that's the one you know, well, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good point because there are a few topics when we're discussing you know should we do this and we go yeah but the obvious answer is this yeah. um, and that could well be one of them um, great point Austin has to go on the list I think uh, yeah there's a reason I we left him until last I don't think I don't see how he can't go on the list right um, I think we've covered everybody unless someone, someone suddenly jumps to our mind so I think what we need to do now is decide on well, you've got a, you. How long is your list now? One, two, three, ones? four, five, six. It's twelve again. It's still twelve. Oh, crikey! Because I've, I've added. Well, how how many can? Before. Okay, how many can we agree on there? Well, I think absolutely definitely. there. Yeah, Taker. Taker's still there. Are we still saying the Rock is there? <sighs> See, I'm not. I'm not sure. But okay. I don't. I'm not sure. There's. Any, I think there's. I mean, it's clearly great. Let's park it, it then. This let's is... park it. Let's 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 look at definites, right? So we've, I'm crossing out Austin on my long list, and I'm crossing out Taker. Yeah, yeah. So that leaves yeah. us three spots left for, um, for to fit ten guys in. I'll, I'll read my list, right? And you tell me if there's any I've missed off that go on yours, right? So I've got The Rock, obviously we just mentioned Legion of Doom, Hulk Hogan, CM Punk, The New Age Outlaws, DX, Shield, Batista, Chris Benoit. Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Godfather. I'm assuming we take off Benoit. From yeah. what you said and I don't, earlier, I, and I don't think he'd. I, I don't, don't think he'd genuinely. I think he'd be at the very bottom of that list anyway. Yeah. So let's take him out. Of you. Are there any more you want to add to this list? No, not not. I don't think so. Um. Well. Okay, I'll, I'll give you what my five were. My my list of five, which I came into this podcast with, and I am now willing to change. I came into this podcast with, in no particular order. Undertaker, Austin, Brock Lesnar, The Outlaws, and Kane. Right, okay. That's the five I came in with. So all but Kane is on that list. Okay, so if, if you don't want Kane in it, not a problem at all. So that goes, okay? Yeah. Okay. Undertaker and Austin we've already put through. So therefore, I would say my other, my other two are Brock and The Outlaws. But the longer we've chatted, the more I, th- I think The Legion of Doom have to go on the list. Well, I would agree with that. So let's, should we give them a third spot, shall we? You've kind of convinced me, or I've needed, I've needed convincing myself. I've needed to think about it more. I didn't have the Legion of Doom on my list. Now I'm thinking they're the, the, at least, you know, third choice. Okay. So let's think of a couple that we're going to eliminate first, because now I'm looking at this two spots for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys. Right. right okay. Let's let's let's. I think there's a couple more that we can. Well, quite frankly, you said no to Kane by not putting it on that list. Yes. Right. So I think that's a veto on your point. Yep. Again, not big veto, not skull von crush. Um, my LinkedIn friend. Uh, that's that's uh, <laughs> Paul's LinkedIn friend. Uh, my Paul's LinkedIn friend is Vito. Mine. I I one day logged onto LinkedIn, which I don't use very often, by the way. And it said, you know, you've got however many new uh, uh, people that want to be your. What do they call Connection. it on LinkedIn? Contact Connection. connections. And it was like two or three people I vaguely knew through football, and like a couple of other people that we know vaguely through wrestling. And it was like Steve Kern would like to connect with you. I was like Steve Kern. Yeah, like you know, Skinner. Who, who I've never met and bear in mind I've probably interviewed over 100 wrestlers and met another 50 or probably more and I've never met or, or spoke to Skinner brilliant <laughs> so brilliant. anyway that's not the point so anyway if you're having a veto a big a big veto Von Crush yeah. um, I don't think that 
Kurt Angle or Chris Benoit are anywhere near the level right. that we need. Well, here. let's take Angle off. I, I don't disagree. And did and did you say Jericho? No. Okay, good. I, I just no. I thought for a second you said Jericho. No, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had him on that. So list we're either. in rarefied so, air now. So let's let's start going through the back. Like I'm looking at this and going, maybe Godfather is not in that conversation. No, no, gone. Um, and maybe I would probably have to concede that the Shield, similarly, is not quite. Yeah, as I, I, I didn't. I didn't think. I think. I think you can't have. I don't think that can no, be fine. I mean, if you simply did a head-to-head, it's a good, it, it is a good. And if you did a simple head-to-head of versus, you know, Punk beats Shield. <laughs> can you imagine if anyone just listened to that part of the podcast and just heard it? Brilliant, wouldn't it? Should we clip? Should we just clip clip that bit off? They go. Rob, Rob's mic's having a nightmare. I don't know. I'm actually intending to do that. Well, if you were to just do little head-to-heads, I think Punk beats Shield. Yeah. And I also think Brock beats Punk. If you're doing that sort of, you're just taking that very quick noise at the top. I think Brock's noise is better than. Dun, 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 dun. I, th- I think Punk's is just two noises. It's a, it's a great two noises. It's an epic song. It's a great wrestler, and it's someone who absolutely resonated with the people at that moment. Do you know who we? Never, someone else we never mentioned. We never mentioned the start of um, Daniel Bryan. The. Uh, the start of his no, ride with the Valkyries did we? We didn't. is half decent. No, we're near the top of the list, but it's it's one that probably should have been. Let's mentioned. take Punk out. I I, agree. I think we I think Brock is ahead of Punk and the Shield. So we're left with six, right? We're left with six. I I say what we do here is we veto one each to take us to a list of six. Okay. Uh, sorry, a list of four, and then we yeah. both get one pick. Okay. So, so the six we've got left are Rock, Batista, Hogan, Lesnar, the New Age Outlaws, and DX. Say them again. Rock, Batista, Hulk Hogan, Brock Lesnar, the New Age Outlaws, and Degeneration X. So you're not pushing for the Warrior anymore. No, no, no. I didn't even get. I didn't even write his name down. I don't think. I okay, don't think I'm cool. having it. The, the standard's too high. I probably should have written his name okay. down to be fair, but he would have been crossed out by now. Okay, I I don't think saying "Are you ready?" is creative enough. I think I'd. I think it's a great. I think it's a great tune. I think it's a great act. Uh, but I think "Are you re- are you ready for what?" That's Michael Buffer as much as anything else. That's a bit pedantic, but I do agree that if I had to knock one off the bottom of that list, DX would have been the same one I'd have This is the time for being pedantic. That is absolutely. <laughs> this could be called the pedant the pedantic podcast. Hedden's podcast. Um, right, so that's yeah. fine. So you're knocking off DX. I don't disagree with that. Um, so that leaves me with one to choose from The Rock, Hulk Hogan, The New Age. Well, I almost feel like you've agreed. I almost feel we should now get one veto each from the five because you disagreed <laughs> with me on that no, one. No, I'm trying, I feel I'm, like I'm, I'm missing I'm, out. I'm, I'll, 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 I will allow you to veto my veto if you feel strongly about it. Um, but it's Veto square. Uh, two veto or not two veto. Um, it's a really tough one, actually, this. Um, but I'm going to have to say Batista. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm okay with that. Again, in in playing the in head-to-head game, I think if you said Rock versus Batista, Brock versus Batista, Outlaws versus That's Batista, I thinking. don't think Batista's is is going to. I don't think it's beating any of those in a head-to-head. So, so so we're down to four. So we'll have one of these each. We've got Rock, Hogan, New Age Outlaws, and Brock Lesnar. I think I know where you're going. I think. I think your choice would be Brock yeah. Lesnar. I tell, I tell you what, I'll tell you what my two would be. I'm not oh. saying that they're, they're the two that have to go in, but now I think I, I about tell you it. What, no, give me. A, we're going to do this points game. Give me your top three. <laughs> of those four, yeah. I would go in order. I would go definitely Brock first. Yeah. I would be on the bubble, but in the middle between. I'm struggling between the Outlaws and the Rock. 
and I would have Hogan last. Right, so you see, Brock, Brock top, pick one, Rock or the Outlaws, in second place. <sighs> Do you know what? This is not about me. This is about who the people will pick, isn't it? And I saw the people's choice is the Rock. And, and I, that made that sound like I was doing a bit of a bit, but I, I mean genuinely, I think if we put all of everyone that we've mentioned today into the vote, I think more people would pick the Rock than would pick the Outlaws, and I don't think it's fair to get rid of someone that people would pick based on my choices so I would say the rock for the, I would say I would say Brock and the okay. rock so I'm going mine would be rock at top then Hogan then the yeah, New Age Outlaws would, yeah. in third so that would give us so you've got you, oh, so I've got Hogan last and you've got Brock last uh, but we've each what so essentially you've got there you've got um, five points so the rock the rock's five, in the rock's, the rock's in. in on five points that's done and dusted. Then you've got Brock on three, Hogan on two, and the New Age Outlaws on two, so it's Brock. And I think that's fair. I think that's a fair list. We've got, we've got Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, The Legion of Doom, The Rock, and Brock Lesnar. It's not a bad five. It's not. It's not a bad five, is it? It's really not. And we're talking our next five. I mean, if the, if the list of five was, for example, Hulk Hogan, The New Age Outlaws... Um, Degeneration X, Batista, and Kerr Angle, for example. That's a pretty good five as well. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so we've managed, and that's not even getting into ones like the Warrior, which we've you know discounted or whatever. So it makes you realise just how many, not just exceptional openings, but exceptional themes, because we've probably knocked off another forty that we like. Yeah, absolutely, mate. That was an. Ex- no, I've we... had a lot of fun doing that. I must admit, I was kind of sceptical about the subject, as you know, but I think that was that was really good fun and really interesting. I can't believe how many we've gone through, and, and, and I swear the first person that's going to comment comment on this is going to go, "What about so and so?" And we're going to go, "Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Right. we've forgotten one." And now, as, as, a, as a final wrap up, I would say that some people are going to be going, "Oh well, that was a bit bloody WWE centric." Well, yes, it was. Quite frankly, WWE are the best in the world and always have been at the presentation aspect Correct. of wrestling. However good New Japan is in the ring, however good WCW was at storylines in the late 90s, however old school AWA was and how innovative you know, um, the uh, people like Gorgeous George or um, the Fabulous Freebirds were wherever they happened to be at the time, you know, and however good AEW is now, however much you like TNA, all of those things are valid, but WWE have always been the absolute market leaders in the presentation, the marketing of their wrestlers, and part of that is the theme tunes. I'm sure there are people that we could discuss in other um, in other promotions, um, and I'm sure that there would be a big a big you know if you took that person's theme and transplanted it into WWE, it would probably work. However, it simply isn't there, is it? The, the, the evidence is not there. The WrestleMania pop, the Raw in its heyday pop, is not there. The only comparison is that two or three years maybe in WCW for people such as Goldberg and Hogan and the NWO but I think we've pretty much covered them we mentioned Goldberg we mentioned the NWO is there anyone else you know there isn't anyone is there there isn't a sting there isn't anyone else that's had a a theme in WCW at any period where you go this music hits OMG it's the Steiners not to our criteria I suppose you you could say Diamond Dallas Page Um, but I don't like using those examples in WCW because they were rip-offs there, it's just a derivative. Yeah. It just sounds like Nirvana. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just. Well, a... Yeah, it's yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I don't. I think we're right. You were. You're absolutely right. It was 100% W. 
WWE Central. I don't know if it does it. I don't know if it sounds like Nirvana or it smells like Nirvana, but it's one of them. And it's, uh, <laughs> it sounds like Teen Spirit. Uh, well, that's the one. That's going to be a better song, wouldn't it? <laughs> that, that, that sounds like Teen Spirit. Uh, so okay, there's there's everything covered. Write into us, please, if you're uh, if you're in any way offended by our choices. But that's it's part of the fun. It's part of the point is to get the discussion going. We have talked about before we started this podcast. We discussed the idea of perhaps on occasions doing more than a top five. You know, if if, if appropriate, making it six or eight or ten or whatever. Actually, I think it's kind of fun knocking it to five, isn't it? Because forcing ourselves to get to five is actually part of the point Absolutely. of really, really trying to whittle it. So it's our system and we are sticking with it. So if you if you wanted to vote for the Outlaws or for Hogan or for whoever else we've missed off um, or indeed pissed off, uh, then I'm sorry, that's just the way we're doing it. But uh, we've had a lot of fun getting there. Hopefully you've uh, been entertained in our little trip down uh, an audio memory lane. Uh, and now it's your chance to vote for the number one. So Best dropkick, Mr. Perfect. Best ladder match performer, Jeff Hardy. Who has the best opening two seconds or so of theme music? Paul, give me the list again. We have got Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, The Legion of Doom, The Rock, and Brock Lesnar. Now, that's Paul has read them out in the order that we put them in, um, in terms of how we organised it on the podcast. Yeah. When it goes up on the website, it will go up in alphabetical order, so there's no... Uh, you know, suggestion that we are leading the witness in any sort of way. But you will be able to very shortly after listening to this podcast. In fact, probably by the time you are listening to this, it should be live. So hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash vote. You'll be able to put forward your vote for which of those five you think has the greatest opening two seconds of theme ever. And please, if you are able to, Paul, put a little disclaimer on there saying not greatest theme ever, greatest opening two seconds. That's very important. I, will do my best. I think a few people. I think a few people did sort of miss the point in terms of the uh, responding to the social media and just went for best theme, which is not quite what we were uh, going for. Because obviously 280 characters on Twitter is too much to read. You know, it's not, not quite James Joyce, but we can't actually get through the entire tweet reading it. Um, but anyway, uh, thank you for all the participation. It's, it's, this is growing week on week, which is really cool. Um, you know, We're seeing more and more responses, more and more people joining in. And we will endeavour to keep going on finding topics that uh, evoke those kind of chats. Uh, Paul and I on the phone during the week um, sat down and went through a topics list and we have genuinely sketched out the next year we have yes. the we have topics going up to the end of next April and we have a little list of about four or five which we can slot in at some point anyway and that's not including ones which we might suddenly go ah we'll do that so we generally generally have about 50 in the bank to be ready to do we've got lots of variants on them as well which will keep us going throughout the piece and obviously if things come up if you suggest one uh, out there dear hooked on listener that's uh, better than something we've got we will slot that in but generally speaking we have a, a wonderful list of things some some of which i've sort of penciled in for like the end of july and i can't wait to talk about and i can't believe we're gonna have to wait two months until we talk about such and such but uh, an exciting list of things coming and I'm sure you're going to enjoy uh, uh, breaking those things down too and by the way if you want to make a point about something we've said in the podcast hey join us for the quiz on Friday we can make that into a little bit of a you know a post podcast discussion if you want if you want to say how could you guys say this come and see us at the quiz 8pm Facebook live and YouTube uh, on Friday night and tell us and we'll discuss it then we're happy to do it it's Paul and I and our, and our good friend uh, Chris Hatch who's a uh, with us for the quiz um, so we'll be happy to chat with them we, uh, we, we often take the uh, the chat into various different routes don't we on the quiz it's not just 20 questions and then go home we, uh, Correct, we, we stretch, yeah. it, uh, stretch it out over an evening 
Yeah, no, it's uh, be, if it was just a quiz, it'd be a bit dry. We we try and add a bit of a bit of the old banter, a bit of the old banter in between, don't we? Everyone likes a bit of banter on a Friday night. I hate oh, that, that word. Is, that <laughs> word has just been absolutely taken over by arseholes. Oh, yes. Anyway, gen, gen, generally, in the uh, in the original meaning of the word, Paul is absolutely correct. We'll just we'll interject and just say fun rather than banter, but it is fun. Um, also, uh, you may well be listening to this podcast via it you may have uh, found the quiz via it but if you are not aware having mentioned it several times already today hookedonwrestling.co.uk not only exists not only has been around for a few weeks now it is building and building and building and building and now you're probably to the point where you can now go and lose yourself for the best part of a day uh, reading opinion pieces nostalgia reviews News, as well as listening to the podcast like this and a few others that are being added. It's starting to feel like a real website, Paul. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. It really is. It feels like there's so... You know, I remember putting those first few articles of content on there and it felt, you know, it felt very naked and and a bit boring. But now it's... You know, there's new news going on all the time. It's, it's growing almost every single day. Like yesterday, we... Uh, so we're recording this on uh, Wednesday. On Tuesday we had we'd broken our biggest ever day by 1pm ok and cool. then we went on to absolutely smash it, it was, it's been amazing it's been amazing and like the response has been incredible everyone's getting into it there's people coming back day by day and without getting too nerdy about it the most the, the best thing about it now is that there are people coming to it direct you look on the analytics and every single day the percentage of traffic that's from direct as in people just typing in the website and going straight to it is growing every single day and that yeah. is the metric that you want as a web, you know people who know a lot more about this than I do say that is the one if people are typing Correct. it in direct then you are onto a winner and well, I guess we are onto a winner still small numbers I in the grand scheme of things but we're delighted I used to work on too I obviously used to well not obviously but obviously obvious to you not obvious to the people but I used to run uh, a website for a football club I've run a few websites over the piece but I used to run a website for a football club and I absolutely used to go on yes A direct um, people coming direct, directly to the site and B I used to go on return visits and um, we used to get a, uh, a metric from the EFL Football League telling us all of the scores of all of the uh, um, Football League clubs and how many what their return visits were and we were regularly in the in the top four or five of that of the whole league, and that was that was always the one I strove for. Because if people people might see one piece of news and come to your site and read it and go away and never come back again, but if you get those those return visits up, you know, then you you know you're onto something because people are coming back every day for a certain thing or or for whatever. So those are the two metrics. So as long as they keep on growing, we'll be uh, we'll be happy bunnies. Keep on clicking to make us happy, everybody. That's the uh, the most important thing. If you've enjoyed this podcast. Keep on clicking to make us happy. That's a nice little catch line, isn't there it? There you go. Um, if you've enjoyed particularly this chat about themes, uh, we sort of made an unofficial Wrestling Themes Day on Wednesday, so you'll be able to go onto the site and see a few other pieces that have been uh, discussing wrestling themes uh, on a slightly different level to this one, because it might be about uh, uh, you know, just people's favourite themes or, or, or something such as that. So uh, there's other stuff to look at at the site as well as there. Uh, other podcasts and so forth so please uh, keep those uh, clicks coming but also keep your feedback coming because that's the best way of us growing tell us what you like what you don't like uh, tell us in the comments and, and do what you need to do but it's um, it's positive signs at this stage that uh, we're starting to uh, to hit our stride so you'll find more and more on that site as, uh, as time goes on couldn't have done it better myself 
It's unusual. I know I normally leave you to do the plugging, but because it's your website, I sort of feel like uh, it would be nice for me to do the uh, the plugging this week because I'm more and more excited on your behalf. Oh, so it's bless uh, you. It's good. There's not there's not a lot of me on it yet. There will be. So uh, I just have to. There I will just be. Have to get your arm twisted with something that tickles yeah. your fancy. There will be. There's, there's some stuff coming, folks. I'm just working on a couple of things that are uh, non wrestling related at the moment, which is taking up my time. But uh, once uh, once that's done, I'll uh, I'll feature a bit more on the site, and then your metrics will start going down immediately, and uh, we'll fall out and never speak again. I imagine. We'll we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. Yes. <laughs> okay, everyone. Thanks very much for uh, listening to today's podcast. Don't forget, yeah, we'll be back again next week with a brand new topic. And don't forget, you can vote on today's top five, hookedonwrestling.co.uk forward slash vote. Can't wait to speak to you again, Paul, and discuss another best facet of the wrestling business. But for now, from Showbiz, Paul Benson, from me, Rob McNichol, just remember, it's all about making sure you know how to be great. And more importantly, it's wrestling. So enjoy it. We'll see you very soon.